Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? And welcome to All Talk No Chaser. I know it has been a while. I know you guys have been asking, when is you going to do another podcast? What's going on? But when I tell you that life has been life in, life has been life in. Um, it's been a lot going on. Um, uh, but I do want to say a huge thank you to everyone that tuned in to Ebony's um, to Ebony's uh, podcast when, when she was on the show and uh, listened to her story and sent your prayers and uh, blessed her in her uh, GoFundMe and stuff like that. She's doing really well. Um, she's still healing. She's still going through the process of getting better. So um, God is good though. So I want to. I just want to give out a huge, and her as well, I want to give out a huge thank you to those who showed support, even if it was just by listening, shooting up a prayer. That's the ultimate gift as far as I'm concerned. So um, thank you guys for that. On today, we have um, a special guest. She's with, She was with us before. You guys know her as Miss Sam Kathy. I'm like, you like, why are you saying my whole government name? I don't know. I don't, why are you giving out my government name? Okay. What? I, already, I mean, nothing that matters. I work at a government job, so I'm good. <laughs> but you know, like that, I didn't really mean to say her whole government. But anyway. My God. I'm, okay. I'm, happy, I'm happy to have you it's back cool. on here, Sam. What's been going on with you? Share with the people what has been going on with Miss Sammy C. Child. I mean, life has been lifing for me, but in really positive ways, actually. Um, yes. The reason why it had to be a little break is because, look, your girl trying to get a promotion. So that you know part. what you have to do when, <laughs> when you're trying to get a promotion. Yes. Okay? All right. You know, I'm studying, trying to do the extra stuff that needs to be done so I can make that extra coins. That part. Girls that part. Tired of working all these hours, I just want to make more money. Man, I'm trying. They, you know, I read somewhere they were saying that a hundred thousand dollars is literally considered low income in the uh, in the state of California. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. So. Uh, specifically, if you live in San Francisco and you have like a normal sized family, normal sized family usually means somewhere in between two people working and maybe one child or two. That's a normal sized family. If you make under a hundred and six thousand dollars, you're considering you're considered poor. Yeah, and I feel it every day. That's crazy. I'm most definitely <laughs> yeah. poor. Matter yeah. of fact, yeah. should I start a GoFundMe to no, Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, should all no, of the Bay Area slash California start a yeah, GoFundMe yeah. for yeah. other people yeah. in other states to help us out over here? Because we is poor over here. Because let me tell you, everybody is not making a hundred thousand dollars a year over here. I'll tell you that right now. Definitely uh, not. They talking about the Bay Bridge toll going up to eight dollars, eight fifty to help bail out the bark the bark system or transit system, which I feel is just crazy to me. But I mean, for those of us like myself who unfortunately can't live because it's so expensive where I work, then I'd be of course getting that extra expense of uh eight dollars going over that bridge instead of the seven right now. And I was telling somebody else, like, I'll, just for the commute going back and forth to work, I'm at $500 a month. That's including gas. That's including um, bridge toll. I'm literally at $500 a month. So them saying, them saying or it, them calculating that um, in the state of California that $100,000 is considered low, low income, that's not about right. That's not about right. Yeah. And a large majority Definitely of it is because we can't, unfortunately, we can't afford to live where we work. A lot of us have to deal with the commute. So, and then in other news, and Sam, maybe you can probably explain this more because you know you went to college. Um, <laughs> um, I've heard there, um, and correct me if I'm understanding it 
incorrectly, but they're getting away with affirmative action or something. It's our, did I read that California no, 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 no. has already it, done it, that? It, What's... It, it got denied. What <laughs> so, part of it got denied? So the... basically they try to do, bring affirmative action back for colleges. Oh, uh, I didn't know okay. it went away. Yeah, yeah, it, it went away a long time ago. And matter of fact, actually, it was due to a black professor at UC Berkeley that actually got it taken away. And what? the reasoning was, his reasoning behind it was he felt like he, his counterparts always felt like, oh, you only got here because of affirmative action. So he got tired of hearing that. So therefore, he pushed and pushed to get rid of it. Was he a dummy? So, I mean, because so, I, mean, I mean, well, you, I mean, you know, I mean, that was his way of seeing it and looking at it, mind you. Uh, you know, he also, as it was at a different place, different time, wasn't thinking about it like, hey, but are you crunching all these numbers? Because just to FYI, just to give people a little understanding on affirmative action, uh, uh, affirmative action in itself, people always really thought of it as something, you know, that majority only helped minorities. But in truth be told, affirmative action helped 60% of the people that it helped was white women. Mm. They're the ones who mostly advanced on affirmative action. It actually wasn't even people of color. So, and most people don't even realize that, but they just go in and then that's what they think. And so all, and basically a people's mindset when they, when they heard affirmative action, all it means is, is that mediocre people of color were getting into these colleges when really that isn't what was happening. And not at all. All that was happening was that people that deserved a shot and a spot were getting it. Yes. But mind you, what they don't take because, in is but the fact honestly, of, because they had the intelligence to go to, right, the, to exactly. the school, they just didn't have the financial part of it. And it's so not only that, they also, they didn't have the network because let's network. just be honest, all, all these, all these people that go, a lot of these people that, especially ones that are of, you know, of a certain descent, they tend to have parents that have went to these Ivy League schools or have went to other places. So, you know, they are sitting there paying and because, and so, um, I forgot, I can't think of the word right now, what they call it, of when each generation, you know, if your parent went to the school, you're automatically grandfathered in to be mm -hmm. able to go to that school. But that, you're yeah. not mentioning in those factors, because I'm sorry, that's about the biggest kind of affirmative action that I know of. Right, right. They call them legacy your kids or something like that, you right? You get to go. Huh? They call them like legacies or something like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's exactly what it's called. It's I called know because I be watching TV of kids that went to college. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like College that, Hill. That, no. <laughs> yeah, I cannot with College Hill. Okay. All right. <laughs> but, yeah. Right. No, really he needs to do stand-up comedy. You know, yeah. But, no. And, I mean, and that's really what it is. And so, people just don't understand it. I mean, yeah, affirmative action. And, and, honestly, nine times out of ten, people only think of affirmative action when it comes, really, to college. But affirmative action also was there in cases of jobs mm -hmm. because there needed to be huge diversities in jobs where you would look across, it would be people, i.e., I'm going to give an example, example like companies like Coca-Cola where they were servicing a huge amount of black people and that's who was buying their product. But when you looked at the top of their board and their top management, nobody was of color yeah. at a time before affirmative action. So it's been, it was 
used for many things and people just didn't want to understand it. But yeah, but no, what did get shot down in California? That what did get shot down, I was was low-key pissed about the governor shooting it down, was about us getting our reparations. That I was mad about. Are you surprised? (laughs) So, so yeah, no, I wasn't surprised, but you know, look. The way that they was going to go about giving out the checks, I didn't really like anyway. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Who was gonna like? Who was gonna do that? Because didn't you have to have an actual descent that was an actual descendant that was actually a slave in order to even get the checks? By my understanding, and who was gonna be the one of that? Who was gonna be the one to do that research to, to come and show that proof of? Here's my great 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 grandmother right here in the cotton field. You see it there? Go right there in the cotton uh, field, picking that. Cotton. No, from what I read, it wasn't. It was actually, it had to do with how long your descendant had actually been in California. If you had family that had moved from the South, luckily for me, that's only two generations away. So that didn't, that wasn't a big deal. Yeah, see. And so, the thing like, with me, see that what I would have been an issue for me is that my parents, like my mom was adopted and my dad has to like, that's a whole other story in itself. I'm going to leave that one alone. But that's what would have been hard, you know what I'm saying, to yeah, no, yeah, information no, for, 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 for me. But yeah, but most people actually, crazy enough, it's actually a lot easier to track than people think. Because Black people, when they migrated to California, it mostly came from the fact of most Black people did it because of the Navy and Army bases. Mm-hmm. So usually if you had one family member that had came that you know of that was via like some type of military it's easier for you to track, to say, oh, this is when they came. Hmm. And like, so, and then you could go from the next level person. And for me, actually, really be honest with you, I'm lying. Cause really my mama actually came from down South. She came after she was born, like somewhere really, really young, like mm-hmm. five or six. And y'all, that was before the 1950s. Cause my mama, hello. <laughs> so, like, so like, you know what I mean? So for me, we go back many generations here. Mm-hmm. So like I said, it's actually a lot easier. So but you for most people, because you know is. for sure you would have been one of the ones to get one of them checks. Yeah, I would <laughs> yeah. And and, and would have got good money too, because my mama 80. So she would have got that big, big money. Like, so I would have been like, Yeah, let's go for it. I'm here for whatever you're giving, actually. But I'm here I for it. Like it's still like enough. I'm Creole. I'm uh I'm Indian and black. Now I know I'm black, I'm straight nigga. No, look at my here you go right And you Julie, you know me well. I ain't never said none of that anyway. When people always ask, I'd be like, I'm black and more black. What are you asking about? <laughs> you already know. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. Right <laughs> I mean, what is going on in this world? Did you hear about the meat? I'm about to go back to being pescatarian. I told Rachel, I said, as soon as we eat up all this chicken up in here, uh, that we, <laughs> we already got, I ain't buying no more chicken. I ain't about to be sitting up there eating chicken that you just made in a freaking. Uh, yeah, I didn't hear about California yet. Yes, test tube. No, that's probably why I can't get this weight off now. I mean, <laughs> actually, I think it's more than that. I'm, I'm, like, just, I'm serious. I really be on the internet. I'll be like, I'm, I'm scared to eat the fruit and vegetables. To be honest with you, I'm trying to do. I'm trying. This is this is called what you call that? Um, 
population control at its finest, if you ask me. Yeah, no. I mean, even as far as the food and stuff that they're trying to feed us, as far as like as all the violence that's going on and the officers are literally not doing anything about it. Like I'm just like, oh, okay, they just gonna either kill us, they're gonna so there's two things happening here. They killing us off with these with this food and all this made up stuff. And then they also letting us kill each other off, which is letting us just be completely yeah, violent. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it, nothing it's, it's it's I feel like it's a purge without calling it the purge. There you go. I've been saying that for the past <laughs> month. This is a mini purge. Like I'm serious. Like this is a mini yeah. purge going on because the stuff that I witnessed that happens and you know, and sometimes I don't blame the police because unfortunately with them is that everybody has a freaking camera phone. So they can't even genuinely really do their actual job without somebody having a camera in their face. Like, uh uh-uh. And so I feel like it kind of makes them hesitant to do the things that they should be doing because they're so afraid of somebody might pull their camera phone out and me actually doing what I'm supposed to do that's in my handbook, they may see as too too violent or over-aggressive or whatever, and now I'm, you know, about to lose my job. You about to lose I mean, your job. You about to lose. Honestly, I feel like that comes down to the fact of it's because people ain't trained. Like, if you, honestly, I feel like we wouldn't even be in this predicament if people were way more trained to be one with race, I feel like people need to be trained. Two, I feel like we wouldn't be in this predicament if people were trained to really be out in the neighborhood within which they are policing. Mm-hmm. Since you don't even live in the neighborhood in which you are policing, you don't even know who you're supposed to be policing. And there, therein lies a problem. I think it kind of, I think it's kind of, it's a double-edged sword with that, right? I'm thinking like, let's say I became a police officer and I go back to where I'm from. I'm from um, Nino and Mac all day. Boop, ESO, you hear me. But anyways, and I go back <laughs> and I go back to the street. I'm a cop. I'm thinking like, is they going to really take me? My mind would be, would they really take me serious? Or would it be like, hey, Queen, I see you, Queen, see your uniform, look at you. You the bad boys, bad boys, what you going to do? I can just hear all that craziness going on because they know me personally. And then I will, and then, then there's the empathy of it, too. Like, oh, I don't want to go too hard on so-and-so. I don't want to do too much with so-and-so because I know his mama. I know his grandmother. We all grew up together. So I think it's like a double-edged sword when you say, these people are not policing in their neighborhoods. I think it just really depends on the neighborhood they coming from as well, because you don't really know like who they, you know, who they know, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, that would be hard to do in my opinion. You know, I think what it is, instead of us saying, Oh, I wasn't saying this, but instead of people saying defund the police, they should have been saying train the police. Not yeah, no, no, no. I, I definitely agree with that. I agree with that too. And I think, a lot of people, when they were saying defund, that's what they meant. But mm. it was coming across in the wrong way. Because I think when people were saying defund, what they really meant was take, we have such hard funds that are in the police. How about we take some of that money out of police and put it towards people that generally all they do is mental health. So therefore, police officers are answering to those calls that they shouldn't even be answering to. Right. That right. they're not even trained to answer to. Like, so I feel like that's what people were really trying to say. But people just... You know, they were they were understanding the concept because of the because and and to be fair, it wasn't worded in the right way. Because when you don't word something the right way, people automatically think something in their mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Because, mm-hmm. you know, when people hear defunding, all they're hearing is, oh, you're taking the money away, so therefore that won't be able to no longer function. But see, this is my question. Now that you, when they say if, if you did defund, where is the funds you defunded at now? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where did they go? You know? But, but then again, I mean, but it's also the opposite question, too. Where is all the money that we're giving? Where that's going? Where's all that money? Because yeah. tons of money is given in tax- taxpayer dollars. Not to mention the fact of y'all all know y'all don't have the phone call. At least, well, Lord, let me say this. I do because I still got a house phone. Whether they be calling you up, hi, would you like to donate to the police station? And it's like, yo, didn't I just already give you back a money? When this like situation, it's like that's what I'm saying. So I feel like that's a huge, huge. Listen, Part of it is I, that people already don't know where their money going. And I'm going to be, look, I was at Chick-fil-A out here in Pittsburgh last week. And it was like the whole Pittsburgh Sheriff's Department at Chick-fil-A handing out our meals and taking our orders. And all I'm thinking of, and some of them were full face makeup. I'm like, how you got on full face makeup? You out here fighting crime. And then on top of that, <laughs> why are you at Chick-fil-A giving me my uh, my eight pieces of chicken nuggets and my waffles? This is what we said. And this is why people be like, where's my money going? Where's my money going? Okay, it's going to you in full face makeup and in our Chick-fil-A. And so that's why people are confused. <laughs> people are like, wait a Guys, what is this world coming to? I don't want Sheriff Nicole handing me my damn bag. I want you out there fighting crime. Somebody car just probably got bit, and you over here giving me a Chick-fil-A sandwich. No. Yeah, so that's exactly what I'm saying. This is why people are confused. And this is why we got people that are advocates out here talking about defund the police because they're not sure what they funded in the first place. Like it's clear. I'm sorry, just talking about what's going on in the world is just like, uh, it makes me depressed sometimes. I'm like, sometimes I have to cut certain social media app apps like off or whatever because it's just it, it can be depressing. You sitting up there watching all what's going on around you. So Yeah, ugh. let me tell you, yo, it is crazy. Let me tell you something. Speaking of you just say that, I literally just watched something on IG. I think I just was like, wow, this is what it's come to. So here, the man is in CPS, okay? Mm-hmm. All right? You, you just is down south. I just want to precursor that. The man in CPS with a whole blowtorch. Girl. Blowtorching. You know, because you know how they, they hey, lock I away. I see what you're talking about. I see what <laughs> they, you're talking you know about. They lock away the stuff that has like methamphetamines that can make it, that can make meth. He's blowtorching it, opening it up to get to it so he could be able to make his crystal meth. I said, Lord, what is it coming to that you need to blow torch? And the thing that was killing me was the workers just sitting there videotaping it. Yeah, that's that's what they do. That's what they do now. Like, it's no more like being like security and all that stuff. It's no more of we actually here to prevent stuff. It's like, no, we just here to take notes and to give reports. So, right. they, you know, that's basically what, you know, their job is to do. I mean, except for the person, except for security guard that was at the Walgreens in San Francisco, I, he thought his job was a little bit more than that, but we're going to leave that alone. But uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm saying like this is crazy. It's like literally it's either one end or the other. Yes. <laughs> Yes, like like we said before, it's like the mini purge going on out here. But yeah. on to the the go for one depressing thing to another depressing thing: relationships. No, I'm 
No, relationships no, can... No, relationships are depressing. No, it's not. Relationships... Um, I'm talking about every relationship. Friendship, romantic relationships can be a very fulfilling and rewarding and loving union. Um, when when you doing it right? And I guess the question is, is there a right or wrong? Is there your right or wrong? Is, it a, is there the, the perfect, or not even perfect, no such thing as perfect, but is there a right or wrong way to be in a relationship? Or is it just your right or wrong way? You know, so I have these conversations with coworkers and friends and and stuff all the time as far as like relationships. And I don't know if you notice a lot of a lot of I'm noticing a lot of poly polyamorous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. going on the type of relationships. Yeah. Um, I even know someone that is actually married, and they are in a open relationship, married. Yeah. Um, and they are both cool and okay with that situation they said that it's been going very well it works for them um then you have those relationships that you know you just i want to say anonymous that's not what i want to say uh not even it's monogamous monogamous yeah um you have those um so you know is this of course there is no right or wrong way to be in a relationship but there's you know just your right way to be in a relationship and shoot when i was talking to the person who was married with <clears throat> and, their, and their marriage was open i was like hmm that sounds kind of cool <laughs> hey you know what i'm really not joking when i tell you that i say i can see it yeah i, I really can just yeah. because of all the things that kind of go on, even in my relationship, I said, I said, I could see why people be like, oh no, we need someone else. And it's just literally someone to take off like a little bit of the weight that's managed in the relationship. So, you know, oh my God. So I was watching this thing. It's circulated everywhere. Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, everywhere. And it's this lady who I know very well. I've read some of her books, watched her own Netflix. She got a special or something. Her name is Brene uh, Brown, right? She talks about, she's, somebody asked her, oh, um, you know, what do you think is the most, like, kind of, like, wildest myth there is out there about relationship? And she said, for some reason, she said there's still this belief of this, 50-50 idea mm. in relationships. She said that is the most hunker bullshit she's ever heard. Because of the fact of she said that's not how it works. Nobody comes in every day in in any relationship being able to be like 50-50. She said, no matter how you look at it, dice it, slice it, she said, whether it has to do with finances, where whether it has to do with emotionally or not. She said, literally, she said, how her her and her husband work it out is, she said, one day, she said, I might have 20%. And he will come in and say, okay, you know what, I got the 80. She said, one day, we might come in, I might only have 15, he might only have 20 and he said, and she said, those days when we know we don't make up 100%, she said, that's when we need to talk. Because we need to know who's going to balance what. Right. And no, I think I that's agree. actually, huh? I, 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 agree. I fully agree. But I think what I happens fully agree relationships, with this. right, and, um, is that the per- when you have the person that's constantly bringing in the 80 and your partner 
is only bringing in the 20 all the time. And it's not even so much just, I don't even want to make it so much about that. It's when you dealing with someone, are you in a relationship with someone? And we talk about romantically. I just want to make that clear. Um, when you, you know, you in a relationship with someone and I get that someone may make more than the other. You might make equal amounts or whatever. I get that. And in that situation, I'd be a fool or a person would be a fool to think, oh, this person's going to come in. It's going to be 50-50 because how it's going to be 50-50 when one is already making more than the other person. So the other person, yes, is going to have to cover a little bit of that additional percent at times. Completely understandable. I think where a lot of the, re the relationship issues come in now when it comes to finances and stuff like that is the mentality behind finances. When your other partner who makes less <clears throat> and they probably, maybe I ain't even going to do them like that and say 20, maybe they at least bring it in 40 and you just bring it in the additional 60. That's cool too. The issue for me lies when you don't have financial maturity. Even if you helping with bills, you're helping with the rent or mortgage or what have you. But if you can't sit up here and tell me you have a solid savings account, that's a problem to me. If your, if your credit is not building, that's a problem to me. And, and I say that because it's understandable if you, the one with the money situation, can come and say, hey, look, I need help managing my money. I'm not financially mature on how I can still pay this, this, and this, and be able to save. You know what I mean? The problem is communication too, you know? And a lot of no, times no, that's definitely the partner huge... who doesn't make the amount of money that they need to make, or not even that. I don't want to keep saying that because again, it's not really about that. But my thing is if you can't express to me, hey, babe, Jude, whatever, I me paying this much it's not allowing me to be able to save this much because my thing is long-term, long-term building, long-term uh, financial growth. And that takes time. I can understand that though. But if you sit up here trying to be this, trying to be this 40, when you really probably should be this 35% and you're lacking in, not having this, something big happen and you can't bail yourself out. Let's say something happens to your car or something like that. You can't, you know, bail yourself out of that because you didn't put nothing in your savings because you didn't have this conversation with your partner. Can you guys tell this is probably coming off a little personal? <laughs> oh my God. I'm sure that they can. I'm sure that they can. But I mean, you know what's crazy is I actually. Okay, how do I explain this? Because I was reading this article, right? And they were saying, you know, a lot of times with people, um, doesn't matter who they are, therapists, people just in general, the reasons why they say most people break up usually tends to have to do with money, sex, something yeah. along those lines. Right, right, right. Money problems can, can start like, sex problems. I mean, honestly, like, it all so, goes I, hand I, I in mean, hand. I mean, no, it, it kind of does. And, and so, but they were really saying that really... Mm, those are sometimes just underlying factors because really there's only three reasons why people break up. And so what they said was, right, is one is like, you guys haven't learned each other differences. And mm -hmm. I know exactly what this is, right? Mm -hmm. This is when you're in one of those relationships where you know how you, it's in a honeymoon phase and everything cute. Yeah. You be like, right. oh, that's cute. 
killed this kill, right? And then when they get past my honeymoon phase, you really start to realize, I don't like that shit. Why do you keep doing that shit? Mm-hmm. Like, and you can't adjust right. to that person's differences. Like, they're saying that's one of the main reasons why people break up. They just don't know how to adjust with each other. Mm. And like, and these are the things when these are the, and you'll know this, these relationships too, because you honestly, uh, my ex that we both know, I feel like we was these people. Mm. We could never learn each other's differences. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's why we was constantly having escalating conflicts. We was constantly just at each other's throats. You know what I'm saying? Because you guys didn't want to adapt to each other's differences or you didn't know them. I think it's like, we just get, we just didn't know how to deal with them. I feel like we knew them. We just didn't know how to deal with them. Mm. Like, and when you don't know how to deal with them, like how it works for each other, that's why you end up breaking up. And and although when it comes out of our mouths, it may come out like, oh, you don't know how to drive. Oh, I always pay all the money. Oh, you're always gone. That's how to come out in the conversation. But really what we're saying is we just know how to deal with each other's differences. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how it'll come out. Or, you know, you be in that relationship and honestly, mind you, I'll low-key be in this situation now. Like, it's one of those relationships where you just don't pay attention to the relationship no more. Mm. I know tons of people like this, too. I, I do. I really do. And I, I even include myself in this in times with me and my husband, right? Like, it's just like you have a complete disconnect. You don't touch anymore. You barely talk. You constantly, like, you know, you really don't do things together. It's like you said. Well, okay, then my question is, what would be the other? What's what's the underlining of that? Like, what what would make you stop paying attention to the relationship? See, that's what I'm saying. So that's 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 where there's the factors that come in. Like you're stop paying attention because you feel like you said things over and over again to where you just no longer care. You just be like, you know what? Just forget it. And a lot of times, this is where. I also feel like people get into that phase where remember that people would be like, oh, you know what I'm saying? People in the Bay Area, they in relationships way longer than they should have been due to finances. Mm. <laughs> like just because it costs so much to live here. Yeah. That you gotta say stuff. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, like literally. That's like facts. this is they're in that group. That's that group. That group that really like, you know what I mean? They just be like, you stuck in this. Like like, it's just cheaper to keep her. It's cheaper to, to keep yeah, us. Right, right. Yeah. Type of like situation. Yeah. Keep exactly. us above water. <laughs> Oh I understand. God. I understand and that. Yeah, yeah. Then the third one they said is when you can no longer influence a partner anymore, which is to be honest with you, where I think you and your person was at. It was like you kept trying to do the influencing, but the other person just wasn't budging, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Y'all just was not budging with each other <laughs> as far as being able to make the changes that you saw that needed to be made, but it was just like nah, we can't make these changes together. What is the issue? What's the problem? It just feels like no one's accommodating. You you know what I also feel is another issue too within relationships that can happen is sometimes you can tend to be with someone so long and uh, you lose yourself in them. 
that's oh that's oh that's definitely a part of it yeah that's you lose your own identity all you know is you and this yeah. person you yeah. can't really think like every decision you make it in your life you have to pass it through this person or you know you just not standing on your own you're not independently yourself and I feel like that happens a lot within relationships and we just ignore it or we don't really know how to identify what it is because when you have one partner that's not independent like that that's just all engulfed in you, that's really hard on your partner you're engulfed in. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, Jesus Christ. No, like, you start is. not to know who they are because they done conformed themselves so much to try to be what they probably thought no, no, no. you wanted them to be. You know? And so, exactly. yeah, that's an issue. That When it comes to things like this, that's when it's like, okay, we, we, we need to just kind of take a break or whatever. Like, See, I don't know. Oh my god, do y'all listen to this dude on Instagram? His name called M- he called MJ Harris, Mm-mm. and he yeah, he so literally be on there, and he be like, "Hi, please put him back," because he say him, even though you know him could mean anything, could be a female, yeah. whatever. He be like, "Put him back," if he's sitting up there telling you that he love you after day three. He was like, put him back if he's saying, oh, I'll do whatever you want to do. And it's only been one week. He's like, put him back. He was like, because that's red flags. He was like, this is a person that will end up having insecure issues. Mm -hmm. They will have all kinds of issues because he was like, he said, it's just a red flag. He was like, they should not be that needy. They should not be already that engulfed that quickly right he was like he said that's a red flag he was like i don't care how good it feel like in the first few days when they're like oh and it's cute he said but just know that three six months out whenever it hit it's going to be nerve-wracking yeah and it's just it's facts because he said if you have your own life to live and he was like you will start to feel like you can't live it yeah yeah. I mean, I would like, for example, I'm just going to put it out there, kind of put it out there already. Rachel and I right now is in a, a we in a break. Um, <clears throat> I don't want to say broke it up, but we, we taken, we taken time, we probably using this time to work on ourselves. Um, I was telling Rachel, like, you know, oh, we had this big thing. It wasn't a big blowout, but something had, she had did something that really just took me over the edge. I said, this is the cherry on the on cake. Like I just, on a Sunday, whatever the hell that saying is called, I need a break. I need <laughs> cake, Sunday, whatever, cheesecake, the cherry on top. Right. You know what yeah. um, I said, we need to take a break. I said, because I feel like I'm suffocating and you feel like you're suffocating and drowning. I said, so let's, let's be a weight off of one another and Let's come back home because right. whole individually, which I think is very important. I like I'm not gonna come in 50, you come in 50 and we be 100 together. No, because when I ain't got you no more, now I'm back to that 50. That's the problem. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? We need to come in 100, yeah. 100. Now we together, now <clears throat> we be two, three, four, however you want to say, it, but we need to come in 100. So I said, let's come back when you know we are 100. I'm having issues, ups and downs with my weight. And that would be another segment. I feel like because I want to be a certain size and look a certain way by the time my birthday comes November 30th, if anybody want to catch up the emo or tell me, let me know. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> Lord, Jesus, take this wheel. Uh, so I feel like certain things I can't have on my plate 
while I'm trying to uh, go on this journey of my weight loss. And you might be thinking like, dang, your relationship is certain things. But relationships come with things. Um, they do. Whether it's mentally, emotionally, physically, relationships come with things. And I and we both agree, like, look, we do need to step back for a minute. She has stuff she needs to work on with self. And it's like, and I have stuff I need to work on with, with myself. And we both agree when we get ourselves together and be 100% us and loving and liking, you know, us, then we can come back together and um, be whole. So I want to say it's not like, hey, I'm out here. I'm single. I'm doing me. No, it's like, hey, I'm out here. I'm finding me. I'm fixing me. I'm making me whole. Right, right, right. And and just to be clear, I don't I don't want people to be out here thinking, oh my God, she broke with her girlfriend just so she can lose some pounds. <laughs> First of all, just so we can exactly be clear. No, I'm no. serious, because I don't want people I don't want no, people for I don't want people hearing it like that. Yes, for just real. to be clear. Just to be clear, only and I'm only saying this because I've been Julia's friend a long time and, and we both pretty similar in this. It's like Weight loss ain't just about the pounds. It's, yeah. it's like a whole trauma, mental situation that's all built around this that goes from our childhoods yes. into stretching into this adult life that we now lead. Uh, you know, weight is a huge part of our lives. Facts. Facts. And, and Facts. so the thing is, when she really saying it's for pounds, she, what she's really saying is, hey, it's converting in pounds but really this is my mental health i'm trying to fix say that friend like so like you know what i'm saying so i don't i don't want people Ooh. out here thinking like you know this is about some pounds and i know because i get it yes. i know because I, I know how close we are and i know right. we're very similar in that way it's that's what it's about like you know what i'm saying part of the reason well, I tell you, part of the reason why i want to go therapy is because i can't mentally even lose weight because i know my mental is all kind of messed up yes <laughs> so, yes like, not so, yes like, her mental's me. messed up but yes i'm agreeing with <laughs> i'm being honest like look 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 look. i'll tell you all day long i'm smart all this stuff but look just because you're smart just because you all this stuff that don't mean that i also don't need to go to a therapist i do facts me too <laughs> i mean majority of us out here do <laughs> like majority of us all do yeah, so you know what I mean, and you know, and I was one of the black people heck along. I was like, I don't know if I could do that. And then you know, I had to wake up to be like, yeah, that's what you got insurance for. I'm gonna right. need you to go ahead and use that, right? <laughs> like, Facts. So yeah, but no, I just you know, I'm saying I just want to put that out there, and that's like a it's it's a huge thing, like you know what I mean. And part of it is too, like for me, part of therapy is it was that. Or me losing my relationship because yeah. he was like, "No, you gotta go." Yeah, he was like, he said, "Cause it's it was taking over us." Right. So I need to find me, and so there can be a us. Amen. There's no me, <laughs> just being me. There, there's no us. Yeah. Because like, he's like, "What's the point?" Like so, and I got it, and those are facts. They yeah. are facts. Like Most I don't, you know what I mean. Like so, I just want people to understand that. Like man, sometimes you know we say it simply, but it ain't all that simple. It ain't. <laughs> it ain't. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like you know, some people, somebody might say, "Well, why don't y'all just break up?" I don't do breaks because at the end of the day, it's not like we beefing. She didn't wrong me. You know what I mean? It's not nothing that happened to where, you know, that was drastic to where she did something or I did something that would taint the relationship. It's just like we need to do a lot of work on ourselves because ultimately 
we are who we want to be with. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be with her. She wants to be with me. But we both got to find ourselves to be with each other. And right, right. You're doing the best you can so you yeah. guys can save the relationship that right. you want. And the thing is, yeah. too, Sam, is that being a, I, you know, you know, of the two, uh, I, I don't know, if I, I don't want to say tragedies, but I lost two of the very most important people in my life within a four month span of each other a couple of years ago. That's hard. And, yeah. And that changes you, though. That changes the way you think about things. It changes the way you think about life in a whole, as a whole, excuse me. And so, I think that I'm still trying to figure out. Oh my God, I feel like I want to start. <laughs> I think that sometimes I still try to figure out who I am without them because they were so, uh, especially my grandmother was so engulfed in my life. So I myself have. You know, because it's not all her. I myself have a journey that I am taking on with my, with myself mentally, physically, and emotionally. Because sometimes certain tragedies that happen in your life can change you. You know, and sometimes it can take you a little minute to realize, like, wait, something's different about me, and I'm now thinking about certain things different. Now, my my. My number one things that I needed in my life maybe has come become became my number two or my number three because of this happened. And you know how sometimes you can hit a bump in the road and it'll steer you another direction. I feel like that's you know where I'm at right now. So I know I can't be in this relationship romantically until I figure out like this new Julia, this new Juju. Decided. No, I mean, I, I, I have, fully like, get it and I understand. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, no, 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 no. I think that's important to say is 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 factual. Uh, I, I think what God, I don't want to start crying either. Okay, so look, <laughs> it, it, the thing is, is that so you know, in my lifetime, as me growing up, I now like kind of look. You know how you look back on your relationships. I look and I see. I'm like, man, I'm like why was it this difficult of a journey? I said, I don't think I'm a stupid person. I don't think none of these things. I said, what is this? And then, you know, you start talking to your therapist and then like, I was sitting there and she was like, she said, she's like, so what did you do to get over your dad dying? Mm. And I said, what you mean? I was 11. What nothing to do. She was like, no, there's, there's stuff to do. She was like, she said, but did you do it? And I said, no, because I was 11. She was like, so you never went to therapy after it. You never did it. She was like, what about when you got older? I said, no. I said, because he died so long ago. She said, but just because he died so long ago, why does that mean that that's not still there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing. Like, you know, I was watching something and somebody was talking about someone that died and they said what they, and the person said to the other person who had just lost someone, she said, what they don't tell you is, is that the grief doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. You just learn how to handle it and deal with it better as time goes on. Yeah. Because how do you handle losing your parent 
that's not really something that's it's it's hard to conceptualize so it's just you just dealing with it and that affects your relationship she's and she was my therapist was telling me she said if you never dealt with that male relationship and that's the first male you knew she Hmm. said how do you deal with every other male i was like i don't know she (laughs) said exactly you don't know because you were so young when you lost your dad and you never did anything with that that happened. And I feel like sometimes with other people, like for you, like, you know, you lost your grandmother and your mom, maybe the reasons why, you know, things start to get a little bit more difficult, they do. It's because all those times you were able to sit there, you know, you was able to take care of Nana, you know, you was able to take care of Deb when they're gone. Now all your stuff that you have pushed into the shadows <laughs> is now, now got to come out. Yeah, it's now got to come out. And so, so, and it's like, so that's the thing though. So for me, it just took me that much longer because, you know, I had to help somebody, but for you, you know, you're a lot older, so it's easier to push stuff to the front. When you're yeah. younger, you don't know. So you just sitting there, my stuff is just so much more trapped, which just makes it harder, but like, it's so much more yeah. trapped and so much in there because I've been pushing it back since I was like this 11 year old girl. Like, so that, like, I mean, that's the thing. That's what we don't realize. And we, and you got to realize that's what you bring into the relationship. And if you haven't unpacked that, you haven't healed that person. You know, people always want to talk about on the internet because they think it's cute to be like, oh, I'm doing my shadow work. Are you? Yep. <laughs> like, because that shadow work is going back to go deal with whatever that was yeah. that you just been, you know, leaving in the closet, as they say. So, like, <laughs> you know, that's 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 the thing. That, I mean, and honestly, that is where shadow work come from. It come from, you know what I mean? You dealing with all those things that you never dealt with because, A, a whole bunch of us, we was never trained to deal with it. Yeah. We was trained. That was what we was trained to do. Lock it up, put it away, keep it in the shadows. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's how we was trained to deal with it. But, you know, and we now just realizing, like, yo, that don't really work. <laughs> like, it ain't so, you working. know what I mean? It, it ain't working. It ain't working. And that's why when we come into these relationships, you know, we give most people that outer stuff. But until you've dealt with your shadows, how are you going to deal with somebody else's shadows? Or how are you going to really, somebody else really going to know you? Because that's when them things come out where people be like, oh, you know, I thought I knew them, but I didn't know them. Right. Yeah. Because there was some shadows that they kept hiding and trying to tuck away from you. But after so long, they come out. We're going to end right there. Um, <laughs> because I feel like I want to, I want people, I want the people to like, hey, you know, message us. Let us know your thoughts on this episode. I feel like we need a part two, possibly even a part we three or four <laughs> with some, with some guests and their opinions. Yeah. We touched on multiple of things here that um, we didn't even quite go into detail about. Um, so we want to hear you guys. We want to hear you guys' opinions on relationships, um, the 50, 50 thing, um, yeah. uh, financial maturity, uh, Shoot, mental baggage, baggage Y'all coming in. What you want us to talk about? Yeah, let us, us know. Let us know your opinion. Um, we want to hear from you for sure. Um, hopefully soon. Um, I'll talk. We have a label going on. I mean, not a label, <laughs> a logo. 
So we're working on that. Again, I asked before, I'm going to ask again, if you guys know any label designers, anybody like that, that can, you know, do a logo or something. I keep saying label. I'm meaning to say logo. Um, please um, send me a message. Let me know if you know someone who can do a, a, a logo for All Talk No Chaser. Until you then, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Send me C, say bye to the people, or I'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you. I will see you soon. Yes, well, ma'am. You'll hear from me soon. Here soon. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you guys for joining us again at All Talk No Chaser. Um, peace out. Can you hear me still? Yeah, but it's still recording. Did you leave your session? Did you stop your recording? No.